You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Just Riding Long, brought to you by Chips, Maker's Mark, and... Again, um, tonight, uh, if you haven't noticed in the weather, if you live somewhere outside of the Mid-South, Memphis has experienced a, I don't want to say snowmageddon of sorts. Snowpocalypse! It's, it's a sleep-pocalypse. It's, uh, it was sleet, straight up sleet. I don't think there was any snow at all, not even a little bit. There was rain. There was freezing rain, there was sleet, but there was no snow. There was regular rain. There was piles of sleet. Um, sleet, 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 sleet. Yeah. Um, so, because of that, uh, Kenny has decided that he wants to take his Daewoo out and drive around tonight on the black ice. That is, uh, the this piles of sleet and black ice. Um, because Kenny likes doing shit like that. I mean, we did take, we took my, I, I did my first donuts today. So that's, that's cool. Like I took my, my Subaru, my new to me Subaru Impreza out and, uh, cut loose just a little bit. If you look on Twitter for today, which is Monday the 16th, you will see pictures from this morning where I did some mighty fine donuts in a parking lot. Um, I mean, I have to say those, those were pretty per, you could put like, you could put some sort of a tool on that and measure it and that's like a perfect circle. I don't. I don't think that's true at all. I, I think it's totally true. It's not true at all. <laughs> it's totally true. Anyway, um, Matt's eating chips right now. If you can't hear, but well, uh, I have so, a gigantic beer and it's delicious. But I need something salty to make me thirsty, so I can drink more beer. That beer so has salt in it. <laughs> and turbo, dog, turbo's turbo's drinking. That dog is, and and pretty soon we're gonna have fighting cats. And I'm sure like, the cats will start fighting eventually. Yeah, look, look, they're about to start right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so speaking of dogs, uh, in news from this week, uh, we'll get to the donations in just a minute. Uh, just because Turbo was drinking and it reminded me. Uh, in news for the week, uh, last week Turbo tried to die. Uh, we got home Wednesday night. From eating a great Chinese buffet dinner, and she was breathing very rapid and shallow breaths, um, and looked a little bit freaked out. So we took her to the emergency vet, and turns out, uh, surprise, surprise, a 13-year-old large dog is experiencing heart failure. Um, but she's relatively okay now. As you can hear, she's barking. Um, she's on some medication, and it's working very well. Um... But yeah, so she's she's uh, still plugging along. She's a good old dog. She doesn't realize how sick how how sick she is. So that, that's good. Like what the vet said, he said if if I didn't have a stethoscope, I'd have no idea that this dog was was this sick. So that's that's good on on her part. Um, is this a show about dogs or a show show about bikes? It's it's about whatever the hell we wanted to be about, right? Like crunching chips. Like crunching chips. <laughs> Um, so what kind of, uh, week long, oh, well, you're walking off to put your chip bowl away. What sort of news from the week would you like to talk about? Um, well, we all know that I'm a show off and, uh, I'm not one to really turn down from a challenge. Obviously if I race bicycles and I race bicycles my entire life, I have a highly competitive nature. Um, you don't really put on, uh, 
what's the equivalent of like a middle schooler's book cover? You know, Lycra. You remember those stretchy book covers? They would never let us use those when I was in school. Well, they were they were less popular than when you were in school. Well, I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about, and that's pretty much what road cycling apparel is. Yeah. And you put that shit on, and you hurl yourself around at 30 miles an hour in a parking lot, uh-huh. like racing crits. If you do that, you have to be competitive. There's no one that does that that's just like, mm, I was looking for a good workout. I mean, no. I like looking for an excuse to wear that stuff because it's comfortable. It's like being naked, but without being naked. God, you're a freak. Why? You don't uh, like wearing spandex? It, it's so nice. It's like a superhero costume. The chamois has never been tight on me in a pair of shorts. So it always moves around just a little bit. It's really weird, and it doesn't feel that good. Anyways, the joke I was trying to make is, if you wear practically nothing, and you hurdle yourself around, obviously you're competitive, and that's what I do. I'm very competitive. I can't deal with this. The, the dogs are, like, pissing me off. Do you want me to put them You cannot up? lick Turbo's head. Stop do, it, Do you want me to put them up? Or just piss him off out the door or he something. He wants to sit in my lap. I, that's, that's why he never is out. Because he always comes over and causes a Is rocket. this show about dogs or about bike racing? That's why you should be put up. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm pretty competitive. And somehow it... it Okay, Kyle Taylor, the, the guy that used to work at 9250, he's really fast on the mountain bike. He put up a video of himself riding the rollers. And I was like, oh, I can do that. So like, he was riding the rollers with no hands. And I was like, okay. Did he do like the one foot also? No. Okay. He just, just no rode hands. it with no hands. All right. So I put something up where I like rode the rollers, no handed. And then I clipped out and did like a no handed one legged drill. And then I clipped back in and then I grabbed the bars and then I hopped off the rollers and rode away. And then somebody shows me that video. They're like, oh, here's your next challenge. And it's the chick on the rollers making breakfast. And I'm like, okay, well, I can ride the rollers and I can make breakfast. So I don't know why I couldn't do these two things at the same exact time. And guess what? I can. I cooked um, full breakfast on the rollers. Uh, you don't have to click around right now to find it. It's on YouTube. Uh, it is Matt Makes breakfast on the rollers or something. I'll get Ben to put the link in the in the show. Okay. It'll be really easy to find that way. But pretty much I uh I I go out and um or we we set it up the next morning and I was like, "All right, I'm going to do this." And I cooked uh I heated up some sausage. It was already cooked, like fully cooked sausages. It just needed to be browned um like sausage uh like kielbasa and uh kielbasa. made toast. <laughs> and um, put mayonnaise on the bread, cooked some eggs, got it all in the bread, made some coffee, and then held all of it in my hands at once. Um, so uh, there's also, if you go down Andrea's uh, YouTube channel, there's... It's there's- it's kind of complicated. It's, it's Andrea KW138. And I think that happened when I had to make like a... When Google took over YouTube and I had to make a Google Plus name or login or something in order to upload stuff, um, there, there are a few, there's just random videos on there. There's some like dogs and cats. There's some Matt. Uh, no, there's lots of me being a jackass, honestly. There are, there's, there's a uh, you doing fixed gear mountain bike bar spins. 
There's you bunny hopping onto rollers. Yep, so I can bunny hop onto the rollers. Uh, that's definitely something that's uh, deep, deep in my abilities. Uh, but I made breakfast while riding the rollers. I don't know why my why your video of making that, that, eggs is not on here. That doesn't matter. You're, it's out there somewhere. It's we'll out there it. somewhere. We'll get it linked up for you. Uh, but pretty much, I I just I'm I'm over it. Like. I'm not accepting any more roller challenges because at this point it's stupid. Like there's very like I'm not gonna use any knives on the rollers, but anything else I'm just gonna do it. I don't care. And it's not really worth doing because it's really not that hard. Like as long as you don't oh, have your your bunny hopping onto the rollers has four hundred and sixty nine views. Well, I'm the man. I, I I'm the man. You are. So, so you're not experiencing, you're not taking any more, you're not doing roller war. Well, no, I will do roller war. If somebody rides the rollers and cooks breakfast, or somebody... That's done. Like, cooking breakfast on the rollers is done. Yeah, if you want to, like, if you make a, if you, like... You're going to have to flambe some shit if you're going to do cooking. No, if you, like, peel potatoes and then, like, somehow chop them up without using a knife, because I already said I'm not using a knife, I don't know, if you do something harder than that, sure, I'll do it, but guess what? I'll call it right now. There's nothing else you can really do on the rollers that's going to be harder. Because you'll run into an issue if you don't really have much strength, upper body strength. You can't really pick up heavy shit while you're doing it. Um, you can't really adjust things. I mean, um, you can't... Uh, yeah, it's, it's Matt Cooks a Sandwich on the rollers. That's what it's called. Um, don't make it play. Sorry. Um, unfortunately, my handlebars ran into the... <laughs> into the wall twice while I was doing it, so it got a little. I a guess little, I maybe I have a um, a little annoying. Um, I wanted to see how long we've been recording. Oh, sorry. Well, you just pointed at my computer. Almost ten minutes. No, I touched the Audacity app on your taskbar. I can't tell you got big old fat fingers. All right, whatever. Um, so that's what's going on. I rode the rollers and I made breakfast while doing it. You can watch it on the internet. It's really cool. If you watched it, that'd be great. Um, I don't know. We have a lot of snow going on, and that sucks. Sleet. Uh, sleet. There's there's sleet on the road. There's slice out there. Sleet nice. Um, no, slice is a bite made by Cannondale. Um, I, I can't really... I'm not used to this. I'm used to sitting <laughs> on, like... Like, Kenny's not here, so I'm sitting on the wrong side of the table. You don't realize how short my attention span is when you're talking, do you? I don't realize, I don't know why you need to click so much, because you're clicking and it makes me think you're like pausing it or something, and then I have to like, putting your mouse on the other side of the computer won't make it, like I hear you're, you clicking when I'm over there, I can just ignore it a little bit better. <laughs> and after I was drinking. <laughs> so that is the Pool Boy Matt is Distracted episode. <laughs> Alright, so you made a, you, if you have some sort of a roller challenge, no! Upload it no. to social media no, 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 and, and no, no, hashtag no. Roller War. No, if you want to see some cooler shit than that, I need you to make breakfast on the fucking rollers and then tell me to do something harder. Until you personally do something harder than that, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> Until someone... And hashtag, make sure when you do something harder on the rollers, put up hashtag Roller Wars. And you might as well go ahead and do hashtag One Less Armadillo. Also, because you are... Putting up a a self uh, promoting video or photo of I'm, I'm telling you until someone I personally know 
or I'll go as far as to say one degree of separation. Someone that knows someone I know does something cooler than that. I'm out. Because like the, okay, so we should, I don't know if we said it last time, like the one of a dude jumping on and off the rollers. Yeah, we he's already talked the, about that. Okay, he's on, he's the, on the inside, inside ride, ride rollers, so those that doesn't count because they they shift all around. It's not and they have rollers. They have rollers that you ride on, and then they have rollers that are up higher. That are like one inch rollers. Like you have three inch rollers that you ride on, two for the rear wheel, one for the front wheel, and then the inside ride also has two one inch rollers that are up in front of the rear wheel and behind the rear wheel. So if you, if you come off those two in the back, you bump into those and you fall back down. So it's, I get it. The dude's awesome. He did 900s. He does flares. He does quadruple. Yeah. It's not like it isn't, it isn't hard, but it's, it's not as hard because it's not quite as hard as you think. And I've done like a two inch money hop on the rollers that are stationary rollers so far. And I'm like, Hmm, I could probably hop a little higher, but it's just not worth it. I mean, what am I going to do? Like, probably end up flatting it. Like, the worst that happens is I cut a tire on the roller somehow because I, like, come off funny and I, like, snag it on something and flat. And I just, I ain't got $60 to buy another fucking tire because I'm trying to show off on the rollers. I get it. I'm already cool. (laughs) So, I'm over it. But, with all that said, that's really all the new stuff. I was going to use that as a transition to one less armadillo, just saying that... uh, this summer, we'll make one less armadillo into something besides indoor training because, um, you know, I mean, indoor training shouldn't happen in the summertime. Unless you're in Memphis and it's hot and polluted and you have to indoor train in the summertime. Or you want to do some extremely specific workout that you did not have time to do outside. There you go. All right. Well, what's next? Um, Joe Edwards from Ohio sent us $10. I, I don't know the president on a $10 bill, so I can't call it out like that. Is it and Jackson? I don't know. No, Jackson's her 20s. Okay. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember. Washington's a one. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln's a five. Benjamins are hundreds, obviously. Benjamins. Oh, Benjamins. Uh, and Jared Frazier from California, he donated $10 also. Um, so, Joe and Jared, thank you very much. Uh also, uh, really, that's it. We're going to dive into a couple of questions. Uh, we had one from a gentleman named, uh, I'm pulling up the email right now, Randy. Um, he said, and he sent this a while back, and I missed Alexander it. Alexander Hamilton. I missed it somehow, um, and I'm really sorry about that, but uh, hey, guys, I love the show. Thanks for doing what you do. I live in the Pacific Northwest, and the local trails that I ride are mostly rocky, root, and fairly technical. I have a 13 specialized car expert, woo-woo, and would like to do some upgrades. I'm about 170 pounds and looking to upgrade the wheels and brakes. I currently have Avid Elixir 3s and would like to upgrade to Shimangos. Should I get Dior or LX? I would like to upgrade the wheels to stands. Which model do you suggest for mostly XC and trail riding? I don't jump or do any aggressive downhill. Thanks for your thoughts. Please bring on the Matt rant. <laughs> and I said, as far as wheels, if you're going to get stands ZTR, um, you should get an arch front and rear. I weigh in at a hundred and I, I emailed it back because it had uh, some time had passed and I saw this, um, a couple of days ago, uh, kind of shortly after we recorded the last episode and I didn't want it to go too long and I didn't want it to buy the wrong shit. So, um, I emailed it back and I said, wheels, if you're going to get ZTRs, you should get the arch front and rear. I weigh in at 155 and I ride crest front and rear. 
but I know that I could blow one of those up at any moment. Um, if you are cool with possibly repra- replacing rims, the Crest setup will save a good bit of weight and will be flexy. But it will be up to you whether you interpret that as flexy comfortable or flexy noodly piece of shit. Um, I mean, that's that's really the, the million dollars. personal yeah, preference like, sort of thing. Like, is a little bit of comfort in your wheels going to be comfortable or is it going to be noodly? Like, and, and only you can make that call. Um, I mean, there's big dudes that race, race golds. Um, yeah. And then, as far as brakes, uh, we, we talked about Shimano brakes last time and we discussed how the Dior and SLX XTs are all the same. Um, and then, blowing my mind, I went on to Amazon and um, what I told him, I said, I found a link and I sent, I submitted a link to him. I says, this is nearly cheaper than dealing with the servicing, or sorry, this is nearly cheaper than dealing with servicing Abbott's a few times. And if you follow, he follow the link, he'll find that he can get a Dior set, front and rear brake, 125 bucks. That is so cheap. So. It really is. Like, that is so cheap for a quality set of hydraulic brakes. A balling set of brakes. I mean, and they're marginally heavier. I don't know how much heavier they would be than his existing Elixir 3s, but they're barely heavier than XTs. Maybe like an ounce and a half or two ounces total per brake. I mean, I'm sure that's four ounces max per bike. That's a quarter pound, but I mean, his, he's actually going to be able to stop consistently, like every time. So, yeah. I mean, if you're like a total weight weenie, go with XTRs, and they're going to work great. But he's not a total weight weenie because he's riding a Crave. Yeah, that's true. And if he was a weight weenie, he'd be on a stump jumper. That is true. So, um, also, I followed it up and I said, I have XTR on a uh, shifter and derailleur on my Jet 9 RDO and SLX on my car. The only difference I can tell between the two is that when I'm out of the saddle, shifting towards the 11. So, like, if you can imagine I'm out of the saddle going into a harder gear, the XTR is just crisper. I think the return spring in XTR is a little bit stouter than what they offered in the SLX. Um, I don't know if it's just a, a quality control issue or if this used derailleur and shifter that I got has possibly been banged up a little bit and it's suffering from like a tiny bit of diminished uh uh performance. No, but. I mean I think that's that's been my experience like on new bikes between something like XTR and then you know SLX. Um But what I was going to say though is 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 finishing that up is the pickiest person that I know. You. Me. <laughs> like I am the pickiest, whiniest, most Analytical and condescending and overthinking. Yes, I mean, if it's worth thinking, it's worth overthinking and worrying about for four days. Like, <laughs> I, I don't see any difference between them really in functionality. Not a real difference. Um, do I regret having XTR? No. If I destroyed my XTR redirailer, would I buy another one? No, I'd buy XT. Um, and that's just a. a what would I call it? Like a, a compromise? No, not a compromise. That's vanity. I just wouldn't want to put an SLX rear derailleur on that hot ass bike because my RDO is like sexy as hell. It is sexy as hell. So I would want to like put XT on there so it looked all cool, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, it's the stuff's fine, and and the brakes, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're brakes. They're gonna work so well. So um, as far as the timeliness on answering that, I'm really sorry about that. Uh, again. We don't like to slip like that. So, uh, and, and Randy emailed back and he was like, thanks for, you know, taking the time. I'll look into those upgrades. I appreciate the show and the network. Um, cause remember, we're not the only show on Mountain Bike Radio. Um, 
So that was kind of the first question that we had to go over tonight. Uh, Andrea had a question about bike fit. Um, and the guy's riding th- four different bikes. He has an N plus one problem, and he has... Uh, I don't think that's a problem. Well, no, he called it that. Oh, okay. Um, Having a lot of bikes is not a problem. It, it never is a problem. Like, you just have more options. So he's saying that... Uh, oh, so Joe. Joe sent in money, so we're really going to answer his question. He has a felt road bike, a felt cross bike, a Rocky Mountain 990 RSL. I think that's like a jet. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, and a bl- and a fat bike, a Rocky yeah, Mountain fat bike. A Rocky Mountain fat bike. Um, All right. So, first off, um, are you having issues that you think are related to bike fit, or uh, if not, like, are, so are you having like any sort of like overuse type problems? Are you having tendonitis? Or no, no. Did you read the whole pain? thing here? I'm trying to decide if I should shell out the coin to get a fit on each bike or just take the road race bike and then adjust the others to oh, okay, okay. close to the numbers. I missed that part. Sorry. What is the difference? What differences should fit have between all bikes? Okay. So oh, we, Joe, this is a good question. Joe has a really good question. So let's go through this real quick. Uh, are you, you figure out what he has. Uh, sorry. Let me, let me back up. I'll figure out what his other Rocky is the 990 RSL? I think that is. Let me see control click. That is going to be a. That's a jet. I'm. I'm calling it right now. Well, as long as you are really, I mean, if you are totally stoked on the way that your road race bike fits, um, there is absolutely nothing wrong uh, with transferring the. Seat height and setback. Nope. It's a, it's a, a hard tail. Yeah. Okay. Even easier. I mean. Yeah. I mean, there is totally 100%. If you are happy with the way, way that road bike is, if you can go out and, and ride all day on it and you don't have any sort of pain that makes you think that it's a fit problem, which would be like. Which something he doesn't like, say he has. He's just wondering if he should yeah. spend money to get new fits on all three of his additional bikes or if he should use a tape measure and make his three other bikes feel like his favorite bike, which yeah. is his felt bike. So, Hold on. Let's back up a little bit. I want to make another assumption on Joe. Okay. Joe didn't just buy three new bikes. He's He just got all these like every Joe, now and then. Joe has evolved... Joe has been fit on his felt, and he likes it, his road bike. And I think that he has recently acquired at least one or two of these bikes, just by reading this and kind of reading between the lines. Okay. Or maybe I he think just that's a good recently decision. got all three, because think about it. Cross season just ended. He picked somebody's pit bike up for a song and a dance. The 990 <laughs> RSL is no longer <laughs> produced. Uh, it looks like it was a 2012 bike, so maybe he got one of those used from someone he knows. And then the Blizzard is a pretty new bike, and it's winter, so we just got a fucking fat bike, because that's what people do. So No, there's, there's, Joe, there is nothing wrong. If you are happy with that, no, if you're having any problems, like, uh, like, unilateral joint pain, or muscle pain, or like, it feels like one side of your body gets tired before the other, um, if you're having some sort of pain that kind of, like, just, in your in your intuition, you think maybe that's caused by my my fit, or if like people 
who are experienced cyclists like look at you and you're like, dude, you need a bike fit. Like when they look at you on that, on that road bike, um, as long as everything seems really cool with that bike, with your road bike, um, there's totally nothing wrong with just transferring like that seat height and setback to your other bikes. Um, now, as far as where your handlebars are on those bikes in relation to your ass, that's something you should set up independently. Um, so, you know, anytime you're talking like about, anytime you're talking about transferring bike fit, you set the seat up and then your handlebars, it's a good idea to get them very close as far as where your hands are in relation to your ass. But sometimes between different bikes, it's not always going to be the same. So I can give my... So he has a felt road bike that he likes. He has a felt cross bike that he wants to set up. So if... And this is totally... I'm not making any of this up. If I were Joe, I would set my cross bike up. I would set the seat two millimeters lower... No, let me back up. I would I would set the seat relative to the bottom bracket exactly the same. Then I would put the handlebars, so relative to the bottom bracket, so center of the bottom bracket to the top, and then vertical from the center of the bottom bracket back to the nose, I would make that match on the cross bike. From the road bike to the cross bike, from the road bike to the mountain bike, everything, I would make all those match. Then what I would do is I would take the cross bike out and I would ride it. You're going to have different shoes and pedals because you're going from road to mountain. So you're going to have... Yeah, to- we're, we're assuming that Joe uses road shoes and pedals. So he's got something that's... A, the shoe has and the pedal both have a slightly different stack height. And a different interface. So, yeah, yeah different... Different stack height, which is going to be how thick it is from the spindle to his toes or the ball of his foot. You yeah. Know? Um, the amount of stuff in between there. So you're going to have to wiggle that around. For me, that's a two millimeter difference. I'll run my cross seat about, I set it up the same and then I like loosen it and, and pat it on its little head pretty much <laughs> and just make it a tiny bit lower. Um, two millimeters, like a two millimeter difference is significant in bike fit. Right. But I, I honestly believe that that's like some people don't, some people are like, ah, oh, two millimeters, whatever. But, um, and then I would make the other bikes match that one. I would make every, I would make the cross bike feel good seat height wise. And then I make everything else match the cross bike at that point on the seat. Now, as far as the bars on the road, the cross bike, from the road bike to the cross bike, I would come in two centimeters and up two centimeters. So if you're... Or five centimeters, maybe, since it's easier to adjust bars in five centimeter... No, centimeters. So if he's running a... Oh. For me, I'm running... Okay, centimeters, centimeters. I was thinking millimeters. Not millimeters. I'm running a CAD 10. Yeah. So what I did is I'm running a stem that's two sizes... The, the stack and reach on the two bikes match for me. Okay. So I'm running a two millimeter. Or well, since he's a donor to the show, you could look that bike. At, well, we don't know what sizes he has. So we can't tell you if your road bike and your cross bike have the same stack and exactly. reach. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, I know felt stuff is aggressive. It's way more aggressive than the Cannondale. Yeah. That's part of the reason I didn't buy one. They, uh, it, 
anything that was going to be long enough was going to be too low. Uh-huh. Or anything that was going to be tall enough was going to be too long. Um, but I run a, a 120 on the road, and I run a 100 on the cross bike. And then I run a bunch more spacers. I run four spacers on the road bike, or the cross bike, and zero spacers on the... Yeah. On the, uh, yeah. So, so like the seat height and setback set that the same. Well, yeah. Like Matt said, like if you're switching pedals and shoes, um, it's very likely that on your on your bikes that use mountain pedals, like plain SPD pedals, um, that's going to be slightly different, but only by a, a couple of millimeters, if any at all. Um, well, it's for me. It's twofold. My seat on my mountain bike, stack height the side is a, 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 this, the lower than on my road Just bike. Just tiny, Just a tiny, tiny like, bit. Like you, you can't even measure it. <laughs> you make that noise when you, when you adjust your seat. I make that joy, noise when I do lots of things. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Road and cyclocross, yeah, like Matt said, marginally, marginally different, um, but mostly the same. Like, but you set that seat up. Don't pay any attention to your handlebars at first. Set all of the seats up the same with an allowance for, if you have to, with an allowance for the pedals uh, and shoes. If you're using mountain shoes and pedals on your road bike, then they should be exactly. Then you need the same. to stop buying so many bikes and buy some real shoes for your road bike. <laughs> I don't know. There's some really stiff mountain shoes out there, dude. They're heavy. They are heavy. They are heavy. They are heavy. Heavy. I'm thinking like the Mavic mountain shoes. Like they ride like a road shoe. You compare the weight of that to the Zelium. That's true. A Fury to a Zelium. Ooh, heavy. Okay. Okay. I used to ride Shimano shoes on the road. Shimano mountain shoes on the road. And I gave you a hard time about that. Heavy. I, I did give you a hard time. Like, I think you switched to road shoes and pedals about the time you started shaving your legs. That's a long story, but I switched <laughs> to road shoes and pedals when Ryan gave me some. Okay. The um, old CDs. The seal, the, the heel eventually peeled away from the sole on that shoe. <laughs> and it died. Um, yeah, so same or very, very similar... Um, seat height and setback. Um, if you're using different saddles between the two, that makes it a little bit more complicated. Nope, that's the that's the next point. Okay. You need to run the same saddle on your cross bike. Yeah, put the same saddle on everything. You either well most things. Either this is your your two Rocky Mountains need to have the same saddle, and then your felt cross bike either needs to have the same saddle as your mountain bike. Or the same as your road bike. The same as your road bike. So you can run them if you have four different bikes. Let's say drop bar bikes and flat bar bikes. Yeah. At the very minimum, all of your you you can split it up. However, either all of your drop bar bikes have the same saddle, or you could say, and then you know, obviously, all your flat bar bikes have the same saddle, or you could say all of your road riding bikes have the same saddle and all of your off-road bikes have the same saddle. So I run a, the same WTB saddle on every one of my off-road bikes. So And I, I run the same saddle on all of my bikes, road and mountain. So that's, I mean, once you, whatever saddle is your favorite that you think is the most comfortable, start getting that for every bike and start getting lots of them because 
it always happens that you find the saddle that agrees the most with your backside and uh, they will always change it. They'll change either the amount of padding or the width or the cover or something about it. Just screw it up and it won't be comfortable anymore. And you're going to have to do like I do and buy two or three new old stock saddles at a time off of eBay. But you should do that. Like when you find the saddle, and this is for everyone, not just Joe. Um, when you find the saddle that you can ride on all the time for long hours, you need to, that's turned off. Um, you need to get lots of that saddle. Okay. Just check it out. But yeah, your, your handlebars are going to be slightly independent of your, yeah, like set your handlebars up however you're comfortable on that particular bike. It's going to be pretty close though. Like how far you have to reach, like the distance from the the spot on your saddle where you sit to where your hands are is going to be similar between your bikes. It may not always be the same. It's no. probably not always going to be the same, but it's going to be not too far. Between your bikes with like handlebars. Yeah, yeah, you're like, that's what I... Don't get crazy and try to make your fucking road bike and your mountain bike and your cross bike and everything be like from the hood to the grip to the everything to match, like... Sometimes I wish this was like live, uh, not live, but like video because like right now I want to like, I, I'm stressing out because I want to be like showing like you need to take this measurement and replicate it across all bikes and you need to take this measurement and replicate it across all the bikes. And when you change this measurement, it actually changes this measurement. And then you can take something like this and then I draw like I'd put tape Maybe on Maybe we should saddle. do a video tomorrow morning and we, upload it. We don't have time for that tomorrow morning. Okay. Um, Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right. Is that enough for uh, for Joe? Joey? Joey. Yamaha. So, maybe another thing is, obviously, Joe knows how to get in touch with us. Um, if if you have questions, send me an email. It's mad at mountainbikeradio.com. It's really easy. Uh, I will get back with you, hopefully, faster than... Two and a half weeks that I did for Randy, but hope, I mean. I mean, Randy didn't give us any money, so. That doesn't matter. It's just, <laughs> it, it was in a, it was in a clump of other emails that I was doing some stuff for Ben with, and I just, as I was going through those and working on the, the calendar, I was like, oh, fuck, this is a question. That's, should I get more wine or should I just cruise from now? You and baby Jesus. You and baby Jesus. Between you two. Jesus turned water into wine. Whatever. You just answer your own question then, I guess. Um. So, uh, if, if anything doesn't make sense, send us an email, and we'll be happy to give you some more information. Um, I just don't want to bore people to death, because I know bike fit is a lot like politics, and um, I've actually had, like, near screaming matches with people over bike fit before. You've had near screaming matches with people over lots of stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drop the mic. <laughs> Matt's done talking for the night. I say, have you ever had a near screen match with someone over being a total jackass? I mean... You almost used the C word just then. I... <laughs> Is that like the female term for jackass? <laughs> Matt's chugging his beer right now. <laughs> So we got another email. Okay. The fork question? 
This is from one of our MBR members. Oh, man. That is just as important as Joe. And if anyone wants to hear how nerdy Ben is, he calls us gang. Hey, gang. gang. Hey, gang. There's snow you on the wall. You know what? When you're as tough of a motherfucker as Ben, you can say whatever you want, and no one's going to give you any shit about it. I feel like Ben's going to, like... Pop out of the dog food container and like knock me out and be like, night, night! <laughs> and then just like go back. See, in. you know what? I bet if, if last night when we were at Walmart, I wanted to get some of the like padded home gym flooring and clear out the living room and make like a little jujitsu mat in the living room instead of furniture. Because that's what you do when it's snowing outside is you do jujitsu. But Matt, Matt vetoed that idea. Um, and I, I bet that Ben would go for that idea. Like if Ben lived in Memphis, Ben would be like, yes, you should do that. And I will, and kick, I, would, I will kick everyone's ass all day. And I would look at Ben and I'd say, Ben, not if, but when there's a hole knocked in the wall, I'm going to be the one that has to patch it. Cause I do all home improvement and I'm not patching any holes in the wall. And he'd be like, Oh, Okay. Oh, okay. We'll find something else to do while there's snow on the road. Anyways, Paul P. Because I have, there is not a chance. No, let's just leave no it chance P. that I can pronounce that last let's name. Let's just leave it at P. Mm. Mm. Rhymes with ski. Paul P. Ski. <laughs> I'm 27. 175 pounds. Yeah, go on. 6'2". Yeah. Mm. Mostly XC rider who lives in the mid-Atlantic. All right. How you surviving in blizzards, big boy? <laughs> uh, the most I would it's want... It's not West Virginia, is it? Is that actually a state? Just... The okay. most I would want to fork equipped for would be something like Squirrel Gap and Pisgah. I mention that because I know at least Matt has written that once. Nothing too crazy. No real jumpy jumps. I think I rode Squirrel, didn't I? Uh, very slowly. I did. You told me about that afterwards. You were like, I went very slow down Squirrel. And I'm like, I didn't. It hurt. Across. Everything hurt. It was more across. It wasn't all down. Uh, I have a recon race with remote lockout on my 26 inch and appreciate that little guy. But alas, the world has convinced me I'm too tall for them 26s. Yeah, you are. Everyone is. Most people are. My stupid main ride is a Diamondback Overdrive Pro. And the fork is underwhelming, to say the least. Well, any time that your fork is labeled with three letters, it's going to suck. That's all there is to it. (laughs) Where did you come up with that? What do you mean, where did I come up with that? I mean, where do you get the idea that three letters equals suck? It's a fox fork. It's awful. So fox has three letters, so it's awful? No, I was just... Making a, a joke that any time, rather than just saying I was bashing Fox, I was trying to make the joke that if it's only a three-letter fork, it's going to suck. Oh, I think Fox has some good forks out now, though. Well, they don't. They're newer ones. They're noodly. Not like the new, the new like, what is it, the 36-inch and stuff weighs the same as like a Pike, which is 34. He has... And let me pull it up, because I'm going to tell you exactly which fork it is, because I've already done most of the homework. Oh, God. It has a Fox 32 float CTD 29 100 millimeter travel, 
32 millimeter stanchions with climb trail descent mode. Um, it's got a through axle. Yes, it is it. Yeah. Yeah, through axle. Uh, and he put, okay, so he wants something that's nicer and he said that he's an industry insider douchebag. So he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have to spend like those, those big face hundreds. As many of them. He's all get. about the Hamiltons. He, yeah, he's, he's just got to put together a stack of Hamiltons to get this, <laughs> this new fork worked up. Um, I would advise against getting the SID RCT3. If I were going to buy a fork right now, I would get the RockShock Reba with the crown-mounted lockout. All right, so this is my take on lockouts, and this is why Just Riding Along is such a good show because occasionally we both have very strong opinions. And, no, hold on, let me. And let me, we both think back, that we're right. Let me back up. He wants a hundred millimeter fork, yeah, to match his hundred millimeter bike. Right. He says there's remote lockout and three way switches. What's y'all's opinion on the speed of remote lockouts versus the extra adjustability of a three position implications for mile racing? Um, I know you guys pine over the flex of a SID, but is that exclusive to the 120? I would get the 100, I think. The same with stanchion size opinions on whether 32 or 30 matters for 100. Man, about, you know what you need to get on, is the on. RS1. What about travel adjustment? Is it worth to find a fork that can do 80 to 120? No. Are carbon steer tubes a waste of time? No. There's so many manufacturers out there to choose from, aside from... Manitou, Marzoki, Rockshock, Fox, we now have Magura, Execution, and Suntour, and that's just off the top of my head, is trying to rebrand themselves to include upper-end forks, whatever that means. Any opinions on the less popular brands? Each manufacturer has, to me, confusing amounts of models, and then a breakout of options for each model. Are the options on the computerized dampening crap emerging? I figure... I figured avoiding that stuff for a couple of years, but not sure. My basic parameters are 100mm, 29er. 15 through axle. Um, he wants a $1,200 MSRP fork. Uh, he, is there any sense on this fork shopping mess? Do I need to just haphazardly pick one and not care, or do you guys want to arbitrarily decide? I will arbitrar- arbitrarily I, decide. Oh, and he's very politically right here. Should I cow person up and just spend lots of person time? Because he doesn't want a cowboy, because that would be offensive. Well, thank you. I mean, Paul is uh, one of your two members from Maryland. Oh, and he even, uh, too bad there isn't a website called Mountain Bike Suspension Fork Roulette. Um, thanks, okay. dudes. And he pronounced, he spelled dudes with D O O D S, Paul P. Ski, one of your two members from Maryland. Um, and I don't, uh, P.S. Uh, oh, they put e bikes in the Mountain Bike Review. They're dead to us now. That's what I think about e-bikes. Okay, so... A prehistoric Matt- bird swoops down and, like, plucks you off of it and devours you and then vomits you up in front of your loved ones. That's what happens when you ride an e-bike. Now, into forks. Okay, so... I told you what I think you should do. Hold on. Real we, quick... We have totally different opinions on this. No, real quick. He already says he wants to spend a bunch of money doing other stuff to this bike. I think that... I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there right now. But um, you already said the SLX stuff isn't bad, and no, that no. bike comes with SLX and ST. XT or X- ST? XT. You call it ST. <laughs> ST is not a thing. That's that's the wine talking. Oh, man. Don't let me forget. Shit I probably hate 
we need to talk about. I'm gonna make a note right here. Um, so the 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 thing is, I'm gonna drop the hammer right now. Suspension forks suck. <laughs> no, they don't. No, no. I've been riding my rigid fork on my carve for I don't know however long ago Aaron took that fork. I wouldn't say bought it. A couple months. I've been riding. I'm down to. You've been riding it in Memphis. We haven't gone to Stanky Creek where there's bumps. This dude has a really nice. So what I'm gonna do is like I'm gonna blow his mind. Okay, you go ahead and blow his mind, and then I'm gonna give him my opinion. He has a really nice 26 inch bike now with a bike with a fork that he loves. Follow with me. He likes. A freaking recon with a lockout. Okay. He needs to do one of two things. He can, he, he has this, he, the, the same people that have convinced him that he needs to spend, or that he needs a 29er have convinced him that he needs to spend $1,200 on a fork. Well, guess what, Paul? A Reba is nicer than a recon. So you should just buy a freaking Reba, which is way cheaper than a a $1,200 MSRP, and you should just have a fork. You love the recon, so why not get something nicer than a recon, but just so for your hardtail? I can't imagine you needing to spend any more money. I mean, really, like, I, and when I say suspension sucks, I'm being silly. But, like, I got a SID. I don't like my SID. I wish I hadn't spent the extra money on a SID. I wish I just got an Ariba 120. It might not be quite as flexy because it wouldn't be pared down so much and it wouldn't be so light. Sure, I wouldn't have a, what is it, a 26-pound, 120-millimeter hard uh, full suspension bike with a dropper post. But I would have a 26-and-a-half-pound bike that didn't noodle around in the front end like I was going to die when I really loaded it up. I don't think that it noodles that bad. Well, okay, but you're not. See, that's the thing. You're not as tall as me. You're not as heavy as me. So I'm barely lighter than you. Barely. No. I'm 20 pounds heavier than you when I ride. Because you don't always wear a camelback. So I always wear a camelback, which is 10 pounds, and I'm 10 pounds heavier than you. So I'm Anytime I ride my full suspension, I wear a camelback. Okay, but I'm still 10 pounds heavier than you. And I have a lot more leverage on the front end than you do. Because I'm big. All right. It's too expensive. You can't get an RS1. Yeah, I mean, the RS1 is cool. I, I really want to try a 120mm RS1. Like, honestly. Like, I think that's... But what, what I'm getting at is, I can't imagine why he needs to spend so much money on a fork. When, in reality, he's already said he likes a Recon Gold, which is an aluminum stanchion 32mm fork. I honestly, like, I don't see how he thinks that the fork on his... Diamondback is a piece of crap compared to a recon on his 26. Because that fox fork isn't, I mean, that's not a bad fox fork. That's what I was going to say. No. So can, so, I, can I give you my, can I, you finish and let me go. That fox fork, okay, so there's a guy that I know that just recently got a new bike. His wife doesn't know that he got a new bike, so he's hiding. He got a new S-Works 
epic World Cup. He with got the Leadville bike. Just, he got the nicest epic that you can get. Because he's doing Leadville and he's Just, hardly ridden a mountain bike. Okay, keep going. And he needs to hide his hardtail somewhere so his wife doesn't realize that he has two mountain bikes for a while. I'm going to gloss over this because I don't want to get into the the hidden purchases and whatever, but I, I, I push down. So he has a Focus hardtail with a Fox 4. And I cycled that bad boy, and you know what it felt like? Noodly. It felt like garbage. This fork probably has 200 miles on it. And you know what it feels like? There's stiction in it. Really? Yeah, that fork is all full of stiction and hate. <laughs> like, even my Reba that I didn't want, that I, I like had sworn off because I didn't like it, because I was having damper issues. and I You just, just didn't like the lockout on it. You hate the lockout on that. I hate every lockout. But what I was getting at is that fork feels bad. Like, you cycle it through its travel, and it just feels bad. Like, it doesn't feel good at all. It doesn't feel good in the garage. And I've heard people say, like, oh, you got these armchair quarterbacks. They cycle some suspension in the parking lot, and they say it doesn't feel good. Well, dude, if I cycle a fork in my garage, and I can feel it, like, index on the way down, and it makes these noises, like, I don't have to ride it to know that it's going to, like, stick and ook and, like, so Stick and ook. Hold on, I'm looking at something real quick. What? Uh, the difference between a SID XX and a SID World Cup, uh, other the, than just the steer tube. What do you mean? Uh, no, the steer tube's the same between them, right? No, the SID XX is an aluminum steer tube. And oh, the SID... Okay, so this is my take. So you have Matt's opinion on what you should do. And it is an educated opinion. It is based on his experiences and his likes and dislikes. Um, what I have to say is on a hardtail, personally speaking, I have to have a handlebar mounted lockout. I like to, I've, I've done a, a fair amount of single speed riding and you stand a lot on a single speed um, to where you just want to have, as soon as, as you're standing up, you want to Reach over with your thumb and lock your front suspension out so that as soon as you start to put power down, um, your fork is locked out. And because of that, I, I just, on a hardtail, I just have to have, for me, I have to have a handlebar mounted lockout. Um, so RockShox has... And, and maybe a different way, uh, let me interject here. Along the way, you have to think that Andrea is using her lockout button just like many people use a shifter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this kinda. is like uphill mode. Boom. I push the button. Downhill mode. Boom. I push the button. So keep going. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> if you find that if you stand, this is, this is like my criteria for this. If you stand up when you go uphill on your hardtail, you want that handlebar mounted lockout. You really want it. Um, the crown mounted is nice if you're going to do, if it's like, Oh, I'm going to start this climb. It's a long, like, you know, a five-mile gravel road climb, or one mile. It doesn't matter. A long climb where you can take your hand off the bar and lock and unlock your fork. A crown-mounted lockout is fine. 
It's great. Um, but if you are in a situation where you're going to lock and unlock as you stand up and you sit down, you want that handlebar mounted lockout. And since you have like the industry insider douchebag uh, discount, um, I would say if you're going to replace that fork, go for the World Cup with the carbon steer tube. Oh um, God. That's what I, I mean, that's what I use. I use that on my hardtail and it's, it's great. I have the SID RCT3 on my, the 120 on my, my full suspension and it keeps breaking. I have the SID World Cup on my hardtail and it has been nothing but wonderful. It's been great. Um, it works. I like it. Except you had a Sid World Cup that died during a break epic. You've had to bleed your lever a bunch of times on the fork before that. So your current one seems to work. I've never had to bleed the lever. At one time, the the push button started to to stick, and the people who were working on it at Breckup, the mechanic thought that bleeding the lever was the answer, even though I was trying to be nice and be like, come on, guys, that's not really what happens when, when the lever... Like, someone else had to bleed the lever a bunch of times because they didn't know what they were doing. So sometimes, okay, so on the hydraulic lockout, sometimes the lever, the only problem I've had is that sometimes the lever can get a bunch of shit in it if you're riding when it's like sandy and dirty and wet and you have to lubricate it and make sure it's not sticking. Other than that, it's been really good. It's been a really good fork. And that's why I think that if you're replacing a fork on a hardtail, get one of the SID models. It doesn't have to be the World Cup with the carbon steer tube. If you want to save some money, they make the same fork without a carbon steer tube. Um, it is the SID XX. It's got the same damper in it, um, but it's got an aluminum steer tube. Um, get that fork. But I think, you know, just personally, from my experience on a hardtail, you're going to want that handlebar lockout. And the only good handlebar lockout that RockShox makes is the hydraulic one. I think the, the cable ones are giant and chunky and they, they kind of suck. So that's, that's what I'm going with. That's my answer and I'm sticking to it. That is not happy at all. No, I'm not happy at all. At all. I had one with that, that XX damper. And you didn't like it because the wheel didn't sit straight. No, I didn't like it because the lever was shit out of the box and it didn't return properly. And I didn't like it because the ergonomics of the lever was terrible. And I didn't like it because it was just hard to use. It wasn't intuitive and it was hard to get used to. And I tried it and I called SRAM and I told them that I wanted to cut that fork up into little pieces and mail it back to them because I never wanted to look at it again. But you told them that, like, they gave you the best damper that they had. They gave you the hydraulic lockout damper. And then you didn't like it still because the you said the, the, the wheel set crooked in it. I I told them from the beginning that the, the properly dished wheel did not sit evenly in the lowers of the fork. Like, if you looked at it in the arch, it didn't look straight. But that doesn't have anything to do with the lockout. And I told them that the lockout didn't work properly. And they told me that it all goes back to this fork was broken when I got it. And I ended up with other shit. And then they told me they warranted it with other shit. And then they told me that that other shit was incompatible. And I'm like, well, that's what you sent me a year ago. 
And I've hated it the entire time I've had it, so I've mostly ridden my rigid fork. And then they said, well, you have two problems, and we'll address one of them by sending you a fancy damper. And then I'm like, well, the ergonomics of this damper blows. What's wrong with the ergonomics of the damper? And that's like the smallest possible lockout you could get. Their cable ones suck. The cable ones are gigantic and chunky, and they do suck. You, you're, you're ignoring the fact that I told this dude to get a crown-mounted Reba because that's the best fork that they make. Okay, well, I'm saying that if you find yourself standing up a lot on your hardtail, then you should get a handlebar lockout because it's going to be more efficient because you'll use it more than a crown-mounted one. We just have, we have different opinions. It doesn't mean that he may say, oh, I never stand up, so Matt's right. Or he may be like me, and he's like, oh, yeah, I stand up constantly, so Andrea's right. It's okay. We're both right, but for different people. You're ignoring the fact. Okay, well, if he wants a lockout, he can get the Reba with the cable lockout. He loves his recon. His fucking recon. Well, I mean, the cable lockouts suck. He likes his recon with a cable lockout. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, he could get a, he could get a Reba with a cable lockout. Then I was just trying since he gets the discount, I was trying to suggest nice forks to him that I've used and, and I was trying to good suggest that he doesn't spend all of his money so he can get other nice parts for his bike that he said he wants. Well, we've given him lots of options, and we can probably move on. I hate RockShox suspension. I hate all suspension. That's the reality. <laughs> I hate suspension. You should put your rigid fork on your full suspension bike. Like, I rode my full suspension bike the other day, and it just felt awful. Like, every time I went to go uphill, it just felt awful. The whole thing mushed around. The whole thing felt heavy. Do you want to talk about anything else? Sure. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. Alright, well, do we have any more listener questions? No. Alright, well, what's the new shit we probably hate? Suspension. <laughs> Suspension's not new, though. Um, it's not stuff we hate. There's two things that we ran across this week that we really like. Um, oh, like, yeah, like... Not not necessarily ran across this week, but um, Dog Ears GPS. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but I installed a second one of those. Uh... <laughs> I'm really trying to focus right here, and you're, like, fucking my shit up hard. We usually sit across the table from me. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about Dog Ears. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, but, um, Ryan's out of town this week, so he asked me to install the second one, um, and I did, and since I had installed the first one, I was like, of course I'll install the second one. It, it takes about three minutes to install, um, usually you have broken off one of the tabs on your edge, already your Garmin Edge, whatever series it is, and, um, what I found is you can take a screwdriver and pry at the, uh, the other one a little bit and it'll pop off and then you just file the rest of it off and um, it's really easy to install. I would recommend using a, a power drill, not because you need the power because it's a lot easier to hold the Garmin and the dog ear with one hand and then drill it in with the other hand. Um, you know, if you have the ability to adjust the 
like the clutch on the drill. I put it all the way down on the, the easiest setting, like the number one where you can almost hold it with your hand and cause it to the clutch to slip. Um, but they're really easy to use. Um, and I know that last week I was kind of drunkenly making the joke that you should just buy a whole new garment. Uh, they're really easy fixes. Um, you know, of course, at some point you can still always buy a new garment or like Kenny said, you can buy a new back, but I can't imagine buying a new back when it's so easy to install this. And, and me, I'm a little weird. I don't want to open what Garmin's already done. I get it. It's their back. It's their front. It should seal back together the same, but if you leave that factory seal sealed, in my opinion, it's going to be sealed tighter than anything else. Um, something else that I just ran across this week, um, last week before the show, we were going to talk about it a little bit, um, but I forgot to. Uh, JPAC is uh, part of the Handmade Bike Show, and someone for the Handmade Bike Show designed a bike with direct mount pack system. So the pack bolts to the frame and somebody on Facebook started bashing. They're like, that's stupid. You can't move it from bike to bike. Which I mean, if that's like, if that bike is your business. No, if you say that's stupid, then you're just a jealous piece of shit because you don't have enough money to get a custom bike and a custom bag that you only want to use on that one custom bike. Sorry, you suck and you don't have a hundred thousand dollars of expendable income a year, like whoever this person is. That's not even the point. I'm just being an ass, but it, no, I mean, it really, it like once suck. you, when you get a custom bike, like when you get that bike, and I can speak for this because, well, it's not even custom that I was going to. It, it, it's not necessarily custom. What if they bring out, what if it's very easily adoptable as a standard that you use, uh, like, like water bottle bosses, I'm pretty sure a 74 millimeter spacing M5 nut. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? Trek uses a, they put another set of water bottle bosses on the top tube of their speed concept bikes. So you know what that means you can do? You can bolt an extra water bottle right to the top tube of your time trial bike. Or you can buy a speed box. Which is a little like food carrier, just like uh, JPAC's uh, rucksack, not rucksack, uh, snack, snack pack. pack, and it bolts right to the to the top tube of your time trial bike. So it's not something custom. It's not something that uh, sure this one was custom, but it's very easily to adopt it, and it's very I mean, easy. Especially if you had a steel bike, you can just drill a hole right into that and put a boss in there. Or I'm just saying for the future, like all these bikes that have multiple water bottle bosses on them, what says that they yeah. don't already have that adjustability? What about all these forks with bosses on them? It's not stupid, and that person was just being an ass. But I do appreciate that person being an ass because I think it's great. But then Ben brought it to my attention, and I went to JPAC's website to browse around. And if you go to www.jpaks.com and go to the goods, you will see a credit card sleeve. Um, and it's called the Ultra Lightweight Minimalist, minimalist Wallet. Well, guess what? Um, I like to carry around $100,000. <laughs> or, well, sorry. I like to carry around $10,000 in ones. Um, and it sucks. I can't put all my money in it. <laughs> so if you like to carry a lot of money in your wallet all the time, like if you just like to carry around a fucking stack. I really, man, I should have one the, of those wallets. This is the worst thing. 
Like this credit if you, card. If you want to make it rain at the this, strip club, this, credit this card is sleeve, not the one for you. This credit card sleeve sucks because I love to carry around a big stack. And I have a bunch of ones with a 20 on the outside. And I this sucks. But if you just want to carry around like five or six credit cards and then maybe like, I don't know. Your um, credit card, your AAA card, and your driver's license. I was going to say if you want to carry around five or six cards and then like ten bills... This would be perfect. And then there's a wallet if you want to carry around a few more bills than that. And if if no one caught that, I was I was totally joking. I carry around a couple of cards and then like maybe a if, couple. You of You know, bills. if they didn't catch that you were joking, then they should. Well, just I was pretty listen. pissed off about suspension because I think that I'm I, I'm right in my mind. I'm totally right. I mean, in my mind, I'm totally right. Right, but we've had. And that's the we've thing. We've had very different suspension experiences. And our experiences have been so different. Like, I have never, there's only two products that I've ever wanted to chop up with a, like a reciprocating saw in my life. And one was a stages power meter and the other was a rock shock four. That's fine. So, I mean, I want to chop my, my SID RCT3 up and, and mail it back to them with some dog poop in it. Yeah. I mean, so, but anyways, uh, in, in a serious note, I got a credit card sleeve. Um, I don't know if you, the normal, not industry insider douchebag, could get this, but I got mine in a different color than what's listed on the website. Um, I mean, you can get anything for enough money. Yes. So I don't know. Let me rephrase that. I don't know what it'll cost you, but I got one that was made in OD green with a uh, black piping on it. So it looks like the red one, but all the red is OD green. And man, that is fresh. It is so fresh. It um, is. I'm really, I'm jealous. I, I really, I, and I wish today I ordered, so all, like, I've been using Matt's JPack stuff, his snack pack and rucksack, like, for all of my adventures. Yeah, because part of the, uh, Matt has a really good job, like, silliness that I did is, like, if I saw, if I looked at something and thought it was cool, I would just buy it. And that's one of the things I did is I bought a bunch of JPack stuff. I got a, a seat pack, a j- snack pack, and a rucksack. Mm-hmm. And so now, since both of us are going to do the Land Run 100 in the middle of March, um, I, I got to get my own stuff. So I ordered some stuff from JPAX today, and I should have gotten that wallet. Because now that I'm looking at it again, I'm like, God, I don't want that wallet. That wallet's really cool. I wonder if you make stuff in purple. You'd probably have to buy, like, whatever. I'd have to, like, buy him some purple fabric. Yeah. Because... Yeah. You know, it's such a small product. I think he had some green that he could use for Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, that's a much more common color. I do love purple, though. The wallet looks like it only uses about twice as much material, so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things. He probably has to buy fabric by the yard at that point. Mm-hmm. At the minimum, so. And it's a really nice fabric. It's really lightweight. And it's pretty cool. It's kind of grippy. Um, it doesn't have like a gripper per se on it, but it, it is like a, a, a textured fabric. So it sort of grips in your pocket very well. I'm not afraid it's going to slide out. So, but it doesn't hold my big stacks of money. So I'm never going to use it. <laughs> making it rain in the club. Yeah. Cause I've never been in a strip club and I'm keeping it that way. So making it rain is something I'm never going to do. Simple, simple to do. Simple to say. Making it rain, not for me. I would much rather go to the bike shop. You go to the bike shop and make it rain, so that, that counts too. I'll go to like the Mexican restaurant and make it rain and like get 20 tacos. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's much more likely for me. All right. Well, it's been an hour and seven minutes, so we want to wrap it up. Um, 
On a scale of one to ten, how crabby are you with, with five being the most crabby? I'm like, I'm five to the fifth power for some reason. Okay. Um, and on a scale of one to ten with five being the most tired, how tired are you? Five to the fifth power. I'm really tired and really crabby. All right. Well, you know, that's all right. You're allowed to be like that. You're an adult. I think it's because we didn't have dinner before the show because we recorded the show early. And we, like, ate earlier. It's a snow day, so everything's all messed up. And we've been kind of running around and, like... Doing donuts. Doing donuts and mailing stuff. We mailed some stuff out today. But, shh, don't tell anybody what we mailed. Oh, yeah. It's a surprise. It is a surprise. We mailed something to someone that might listen to the show. And if they get it, it'll be cool. But so Ben better hurry up and put this show on on the air before he gets that thing that we mailed to him. Expected delivery is the 19th, so we'll see how that goes. Um, right. Also, uh, just in new stuff that's you probably hate, um, I'm trying to think there was something that... Oh, I would like to give a brief follow-up. I said that I rode the TRP brakes, and they were brakes, and they were cool. The spikes... But I just have to go on record and admit that I put the XT brakes back on my bike and I nearly shit in my pants because they work very, very well. Much different than I remembered. Um, I hadn't really been riding the, the bikes, you know, the going from the rigid bike with mechanical brakes to the full suspension bike with hydraulic brakes. There was so many differences. I didn't notice it, but I like put the hydraulic brakes back on my on my uh, hardtail or rigid bike and and rode the XTs again and I was like, wow, this is this is serious. So um unfortunately for TRP, I would recommend buying Dior brakes over any mechanical brake out there. So yeah. we can wrap the show up there. Uh, I do want to say that uh online swap meet on Facebook, someone just posted the picture of chicken nuggets inside of a wallet. And I just want everyone to know that if that becomes a famous internet thing, that we started it. Kenny started it. He's the one who said chicken nug- McNuggets are currency. And so it's, it's, it's all Kenny. So that, whoever has this picture of chicken McNuggets in a wallet, that person got that idea from, from the Just Riding Long Show on Mountain Bike Radio. Somehow, in one way or another. It's pretty awesome. We did start a thing on the internet, and you know, between that and and armadillos, um, I think we're awesome. So, all right, well, is that everything we want to talk about? Yes. All right, well, thank you for listening. To Just trying along, brought to you by uh, Maker's Mark and Potato Chips. Yep. Matt's not going to crunch anymore. No. Good night. Mm-hmm.